Welcome to My Thoughts. I'm Hunter, and today's episode will be about litter. So, litter is kind of an annoying thing. When you go outside, you could see a lot of litter on the sides of roads, in creeks, rivers, lakes, oceans, or on a trail, and it's just never fun to see that. And litter can have an effect on multiple things, and that uh, makes the appearance of things and the safety and um, effect of things different. And so, one fact is that um, litter can cause like car accidents or stuff like that. Um, once we were driving down a road on the, well, we were driving on a freeway and there was just a grill in the middle of the road and if we hit that, that would have been really bad and we could have, um, uh, like wiped out and stuff and maybe someone didn't mean to put that there but even if they didn't mean to, it was still there and people could still get fined and stuff for doing that. And so that's just one thing about it. And also, it's super expensive to clean up litter. And I kind of see why, because there's so much out there that you would need a lot of people just to clean up a little bit. But there's not a lot of people out there that probably want to clean up litter. And so the US spends $11.5 billion a year on cleaning up litter. And that's a lot of money. And if we just had, a th- and if everybody just went out there and cleaned up, then that cost could go way down. And that's just one thing I was thinking about. What if just we got everybody to do one thing to like clean up litter or something, then we could have like a really clean um, uh, area. And so, like. I just didn't talk about it, but if there was a city where uh, everybody was required to do some service or a certain number of service hours, then the city could like do a lot better and stuff than just a city full of garbage and trash everywhere on the streets and stuff. And I think that'd be something cool. And there's probably not everybody out there that wants it, but I think that'd be a cool idea of a way to reduce the amount of litter roads and other things like that and but there are ways you can do that and there's many organizations out there that do things to clean up litter and stuff and just some of those things could be like scouts or school or uh, a church you might go to and so for scouts which I'm talking about like you could be in boy scouts or cub scouts or something like that and some things you require to do service hours and um, others it's just sometimes they do service and so you could suggest a um, service project that is cleaning up litter or you could just uh, they might have already planned one like that there's been a couple of activities I've done in scouts that have to do with cleaning up litter and one of them was actually going to a pond and cleaning up litter and the coolest part about that service project was after we had cleaned up a bunch of this trash in a pond, we were able to release baby catfish into it. And I'm not saying go and release random fish in the ponds. I'm pretty sure they got permission and stuff to do that. But there's a lot of benefits you can do from service like that. 
And then for school, you might be on the student council that I'm, I think might need service hours or the National Honor Society or National Junior Honor Society. I know those are required service, those require service hours to stay in it. And so those are, you could also suggest um, an idea of doing uh, trash cleanup or something. And I know uh, that people who are in NHS and stuff are open to suggestions for activities because there's a lot of different ones to do, but I mean, you can't do all of them. But doing uh, cleaning up trash and litter would be a really good one to do. And then for church, you might have a church that likes to do service or do um, projects like that. And you could suggest to clean up litter and that would really help how people could see your church and how um, you could help the environment by cleaning up all this litter. And so, uh, it also, litter, just going back to how like harmful it can be, is harmful to the environment. There are um, lots of ways that litter out there affects it. And so in some way, in some cases, it's that um, animals could potentially eat this garbage or trash or litter. And in my last podcast, I talked about um, endangered species and uh, one of them was the sea turtle I talked about. And it was about how sea turtles sometimes ate um, grocery bags or plastic bags because they thought it might have been a jellyfish or something. And that's um, another way the litter and trash in the environment can affect it because those sea turtles that ate it would die because it would block the stuff inside them that they would need to be clear to live. And so the litter can have a very harmful effect on the environment. And then the litter could also entangle animals or um, it could take up space that could cause vegetation to die and stuff like that. And so there's a lot of ways that um, things could get caught on litter, like um, even just leaving a fishing net out there could is littering because animals get caught in those nets and stuff or caught in plastic bags or soda things or whatever. And so there's a lot of ways it can affect that. And then there's also um, harmful chemicals and uh, metals and stuff that can get in the water and hurt the environment because some metals are actually toxic. And if you litter that has some of those metal or chemicals, it can hurt the um, animals or things living in that, but could also hurt humans because of groundwater. If we litter and then the chemicals and stuff that we have on that trash goes into the groundwater, then eventually um, we could be drinking that kind of stuff and that's not really a good thing for us to be drinking. And so that's why it's good for us to try to prevent littering and stop littering and keep people from littering. And then another thing that really shocked me was that the second most littered item is paper products. And the thing about paper products is when I think about um, recycling, like the first thing I pretty much think about is paper. Because at school, um, there's a lot of recycling of paper. Then at offices or workplaces, there's probably a lot of paper recycling. And so 
to see that uh, paper is the second most littered item is kind of shocking to me because it could be so easily probably um, recycled that we wouldn't have to have all this cardboard, paper, food wrappers, and all this other stuff out there, that it could just be um, fine instead of having all this litter out there. And then, like, we could just recycle it so easily that it doesn't need to be out there. And so that's just what I was thinking about this paper products is that, why does it have to be littered when we could recycle cardboard, paper, and other stuff like that? And so, recycling is something I was going to talk about. And so, you can recycle multiple products, and um, some of those products are obviously what we already know of. Could be plastics, paper, and glass, but then you could also recycle metal and e-waste. And so, E-waste is talking about like old electronic chips and stuff like that, or even batteries, I guess, could be considered e-waste. And um, I never thought that you could really recycle those, and then I realized that a lot of grocery stores, there's actually like phone recycling bins and stuff, and places to recycle batteries. And then I realized, oh yeah, you can recycle them. And um, if you ever want to do stuff like that, there's always those places available to put things that can be recycled. And then another thing about recycling is um, when you recycle metal, um, sometimes you can get paid for it. You can get paid for like the weight or the type of metal it is. And so if you have a lot of metal, you don't have to just dump it somewhere or throw it away. You could actually probably get paid for some of it um, as like a bulk or a total weight out of it and then I'm pretty sure even sometimes cans and stuff say like five cents on it and I've never tried to do that but I think you can get some money out of stuff like that um, and so if they actually do give you five cents per can then you could only you need 20 to make a dollar and then so that's kind of stuff out of just normal recycling and stuff like just putting um, water bottles, glass, and paper, and cardboard, and stuff like that into your recycling bins that you might have. But then I also was thinking about um, uh, making like art out of it. Like if there was a way you could have this, gla this colored glass, you might be able to break it and, um, I don't know what to say, so break it and like melt it together or glue it into some cool mosaic or window pane made out of multiple glass colors and that'd be something that I think would be really cool and I've always wanted to try or I play the trumpet and to make a trumpet case out of like not out of glass but have um, like um, resin poured over all this glass and it would make a really cool effect and so you don't have to normally just recycle it there's a lot of um, clever ways you can do it and ways you can show like what you're doing uh, is something that's awesome and great and then not just art but there's also all these other things I've heard about and when I was in elementary school there was a thing where 
you could, they told you not to throw away like Capri Suns or stuff like that. And that was because there were these people that would recycle them in a way that they made backpacks out of them and other products out of them. And I think that's really cool because people could, um, instead of having this being thrown away, they could make money off of uh, just making backpacks and stuff out of these Capri Suns. And then back then when you're like a kid, it's really cool to have a backpack that could be made out of Capri Sun um, packages. And so that's also another way. And then um, I've seen a lot of other cool ways people have been clever in recycling things like that. And if you go on YouTube, there's a lot of cool videos about people maybe making houses or floating um, on water houses made out of like plastic bottles and stuff. And so uh, if you want to go like watch that on YouTube, there's of course cool ways to recycle and do stuff like that. And then another uh, thing I was going to talk about was um, some other things that um, it could be that litter could have a negative impact. And one of them is that it can stink. If you have enough litter in an area, then it will, it can become so much that it smells so bad that people don't want to be in these areas. And those areas will, instead of drawing people in, will push people away. Instead of being, a, instead of this town having awesome pull factors, it would have maybe push factors that want people to get out of it because of all the trash on the streets and stuff. And so, um, having garbage that stinks is also a negative impact of litter because not a lot of people will want to be by um, an area that has a lot of um, litter and that makes it stink. And so when people want to move to an area, if they see all this, they're going to be like, well, I don't really want to live next to this, let's move somewhere else. And then they will, instead of moving there, go somewhere else where there might not be as much litter. And then it can also be a possible obstacle or something. Like, I'm sure if you had um, a piece of garbage that was hard enough and small enough, or at least a little bit large, it could potentially make people crash on their bikes and stuff. If you have a road bike with really skinny tires and there was a piece of trash large enough, it could possibly make you crash. Or there could be so much garbage um, in an area that it's really hard to cross to somewhere else or something and that you don't really want to walk through it because of how gross it is and that's another thing is that with all this it could build up and build up and build up to possibly where you can't get to places because of it and stuff like that and so the ways to reduce it like I previously said could be recycling or just picking it up and you don't have to be a part of an organization to pick um, litter and trash up. You can literally just go out there if you really wanted to and pick up litter. And then the cool thing is um, when I've gone out there and cleaned up litter, there's so many people who are always go um, telling you like what a good job you're doing and how awesome you are. And so you're not just cleaning up litter or um, being like, oh, I have to clean up litter. You could be um, thinking about the positive of how much people are enjoying what you're doing and happy to see that there are people out there doing this. 
And so uh, when I was in middle school and I was in the National Junior Honor Society, uh, uh, my school adopted the creek that was right next to it. And so every like three or so weeks, because we needed service hours for that, we would go out there and clean up um, the trash in the creek and around the creek. And it was a really cool experience because it wasn't just cleaning up all this mucky, gross stuff. You could find a lot of cool things. And so you'd go out there and you could find a baseball bat or you could find a softball because it was next to a softball field and people could hit it over and stuff. And then um, since it's a creek, it's really cool to walk through and find all these things. And there's turtles and there's fish. And there's even these giant um, clams that are like four or five inches long. And it's super cool because you don't just have to clean up trash. You can also be learning about the uh, um, environment and how you're helping them. Because if there's trash in there, they might not be able to go to where they need to go or it could entangle them. But because of this, you're helping them. And then you also could get cool stories from it. So one time at this creek, I was on one side of the um, creek and my friend was on the other. And so they had the, um, they have these little claws that you can pick up trash with. They had it and so I asked them to toss it over and they tossed it over but it got stuck on a branch right over the creek. Like eight or so feet above the creek and so I climbed the um the, a tree that the branch that it that was on the branch and I crawled across the branch that was like two inches in diameter uh or even smaller than that to grab the claw because there was a piece of trash in the creek that was pretty far down and we didn't know how deep it was and I didn't want to get in this part of the creek because it was kind of nasty and so I had to climb across and get in climb back and it was really cool to go over and I we kept saying that oh I could have died but I probably really wouldn't have but it was, it was so cool to have a story like that and then you also get recognized by people like I said before like we'd be cleaning up trash and then people just on a walk or on a bike ride or something would be like Oh, good job guys you're doing such good things and it always made me happy to hear that people were happy that we were doing this service and hopefully they would want to do it too and not just say that they're happy and so stuff like that is just really awesome and you can go out there and have a lot of cool stories about it because maybe you caught a turtle while doing it or something and so it's just really fun to see stuff like that. And then um, there's also uh, other things we could do, which is try to use biodegradable plastics and stuff. And I was just kind of learning about this, but in my history class, we had to watch a video about corn. And apparently corn can do pretty much anything, I guess. It's food, it's fuel like ethanol and stuff. And then they've even made plastic out of corn. Somehow they take the sugars or the starches or whatever, and they're able to turn it into this synthetic kind of plastic beads. And then they ship it to companies that make um, plastic packaging. And then they are, they're able to melt down the beads and make these plastics. 
and they said that the plastics um, can biodegrade in like 40 days. And so what I was really wondering was, is there a way to make an endless loop of plastic a sustainable source of plastic and not just this petroleum-based plastic that doesn't biodegrade and just sits there forever and ever and ever instead of having to be um, reused and stuff. And so what if we could take corn, melt it down, whatever, turn it into plastic, use it, and then put it back on the cornfields, have it biodegrade, then plant more corn over it, make that corn into the plastic, use it, put it on the cornfields, grow corn, and just an endless loop of it. And I don't know if that plastic provides any nutrients for the soil or anything, but since it biodegrades, you might as well put it back where it came from because there might be a possibility that it helps. And so I thought it would be really cool if there could be an endless cycle of this biodegradable plastic that is really awesome because I never thought that corn would make plastic and so since corn you can just grow over and over and over again uh we should have a way that we could just do that and since there is already so much corn being made we could probably use some of it as um plastic and also instead of having to drill for oil in the place that we might have previously drilled for oil I bet we could still try to plant corn there. And so instead of having these oil companies, maybe we could have these um, sustainable plastic companies that are helping the environment and other stuff like that. And then the last, or maybe the second to last thing I was thinking about was kind of like reusable water bottles. And the thing about that is, uh, you can use them for years and years and years. You might go to a store every month and buy a 20 pack of water bottles, but those just keep getting thrown away and, and you pay like three bucks every month when you could just pay literally three bucks for one bottle you could use over and over and over and over again. And um, the water probably tastes better. The water in a water bottle is kind of like chemically I guess I don't know I'm not trying to say that disposable water is bad I just I think the taste of your own refrigerator's water is a lot better in that way and then you're not throwing away a bottle every single day you're throwing away one maybe if you even throw it away every 10 years or so if you can keep it to last if you can make it last that long and I know some water bottles can't last that long but if you could it could and there are also the new ones that are like metal and really durable and stuff. And those could be used for a long, long, long time. And you wouldn't have to be um, wasting all this money every month or at least throwing away all this garbage that could be um, saved for other products instead of that. And then another thing is just fines for um, littering in the United States can go from $50 to $2,500 and that's a lot and so when people litter I don't see the point because what if they do get fined that high 
it's not worth it to litter for 50 bucks. Pretty much when you throw a piece of garbage down, you're like, oh, I'll spend $50 to put this piece of garbage on the ground. And there's no point in that because in a lot of public places, there's garbage cans and um, it's really kind of people being lazy that are just throwing it on the ground because there's literally garbage cans right, or there might not be where some people are, but there could be garbage cans right there that they could throw it easily into instead of having to throw it out there where other bad stuff could happen and it could cause a lot of issues and problems. And so that's really what I had to say. So thanks for watching this video and we'll see you next time.